0: Thank you for tuning into Holistic Finance, where we promote financial balance and financial health. Our mission is to simplify your finances so you can focus on your practice and enjoy life. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Burklow and Alex Collins.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. I am your host, Ryan Burklow. With me, as always, the co-host and probably much better looking, <laughs> at least to his wife, Mr. Alexander Collins. Hey, buddy, how's it going? Good. It's uh, I love the belly laugh. It makes it makes my day.
2: <laughs> well, you, you're you're good at coaxing it out of me.
1: <laughs> For those of you who are new to the show, welcome to the show. The show is all about helping naturopaths build your practice and build it um, the way that you want from a financial aspect to a who it is you're, what is that legacy you're trying to leave behind and, and everything in between. We interview other professionals uh, in terms of you know different CPAs, different lawyers, and different naturopaths to talk about how they built their practice and how they've grown theirs. So this is all about helping you build your practice. Uh, for those of you who are returning, thanks for returning. Um, Make sure to check us out at holistic-finance.com, and you'll see a bunch of the other episodes that we've recorded, as well as a way to uh, engage with us. Um, So we've had quite a few of you send us some emails in regards to questions and actually topics that we uh, explore here on the podcast. So thank you for engaging with us. We appreciate that. Today's episode, you know, we've been talking about, in the the last one, we were talking about retirement plans, Alex. Alex. And, and a lot of times when we're having conversations with naturopaths that are trying to grow their practice, they, as they start to transition to more of the business owner mindset, they realize that they kind of need another ND or another employee to help them build that. It can't be the one person show.
2: Yeah. And like whether this is an office manager, whether it's a billing specialist, whether it's uh, another physician, uh, it, and oftentimes these people become integral parts of the practice very quickly. And so that the next, the next thing that usually gets discussed is, okay, how how do I make sure that we're retaining these people? Um, you know, go
1: ahead. Yeah, yeah, that's the big piece there. As we get a resident that is a really good resident or as we bring on another doctor or just another employee of the company that is really thriving, what's from stopping them from leaving your company, right? Like culture is huge. Don't get me wrong here. We're not trying to skip over that. That's a huge bit of around helping, you know, being on the same page for that. But oftentimes, sometimes the, the especially if we're talking about doctors, what's from stopping them from leaving and maybe starting their own practice?
2: Yeah. Well, and the the next thing that some people will think of is like NDAs or um non competes and things of that nature. And um some of the teeth have been stripped out of some of the non-competes in the in the recent years. Um so that's that, that may or may not be the, the best route to go. Um certainly putting in some like benefits and things of that nature. And, and, and there's nothing to say that like what you're doing for your clinic right now is, is bad, wrong, or, or needs to be changed. Um, And those things definitely help make sure that, uh, that folks stay. Uh, But at the same time, it it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, doesn't put that golden handcuff on that, that key employee, whether that's a doc or an office manager and, and, like we should first start defining what these key people. Like, how do we identify a key person, right? I mean, that's that's one of the critical yeah. components to to making sure that we're we're doing this properly.
1: Yeah, I mean, a simple definition, and I'm sure you'll add to it because you're you're good at doing that, Alex. Is if that person left your practice, it would hurt in a financial capacity, possibly it would hurt in a culture capacity, possibly it would hurt your practice in some way, shape or form and hurt it pretty majorly.
2: Yeah. It, it, that's a really good definition there, Ryan. It is, it is. if that person walks out the door, like, that is a horrible day. Not like, oh, hey, it's now going to take us three months to get ramped back up. It's a we might not recover from this because that person was critical to the operation. They had institutional knowledge that hadn't been shared. Um, and if we, we have people that have institutional knowledge, we should make sure that that's shared. Um, it could be that, that that person is a revenue driver for, for the firm. Um, th- those types of things where the, this person it's, it's not just we lost an employee we lost somebody who helps out with uh, with some of these components, but there was something special and unique about that person that we're not going to be able to be to, that we're not going to be able to replace. So while I did mention medical billing, unless there's something very specific about the medical biller, uh, chances are that person's not uh, a key person. Like they they might be important to the practice. You might want to retain them, and it might warrant doing something for them. But not in the same way that uh, you know someone who uh, another doc who might become uh, part of the practice or something of that nature um, so it, it's uh it's something where we have to be we want to to specialize and and pick and choose whom is eligible for this it's not this isn't something for all the employees or even a majority of the employees.
1: So what's a way to retain this this top talent that, that you may have in your practice, right? And you just hit one piece that a lot of people will say, well, maybe I can offer some sort of retirement plan. And depending on the plan that you choose, it can't be specific to one person. Like you couldn't just offer it to that one person. You would have to offer it possibly to everyone depending on the plan. So oftentimes the retirement plan isn't the... The best
2: way to help retain that talent. Yeah, it, a retirement plan can help retain the talent, especially if you put some sort of vesting schedule to it. Um, but the the only vesting schedule you're going to be able to put is is the dollars that that you contribute. And then it depends on the type of plan, and you're also going to be restricted on on how you can how restrictive you can be after a set period of time. Uh, Seven years, you're not going to be able to restrict any of the dollars that go into that plan anyway Um, And and so as a result, you can't use that to be the uh, the golden handcuffs that I was talking about earlier um, To to keep that that top talent in house. So really what we're talking about here It is a non-qualified plan Uh, What we mean by non-qualified is it's non-tax qualified. It, It stays outside of ERISA which is tax law for the retirement plans what that means is that we're able to discriminate against employees we can pick and choose who is involved in the plan we can pick and choose who isn't involved in the plan we don't have to stay within the set rules of an ERISA based plan so it gives us a whole lot more flexibility and freedom and we're still gonna wind up with certain tax advantages of the plan, depending upon how we structure it and how we set it up. We're not going to go into the plan design and plan details today like that's it's just virtually impossible to do in this type of a format um but uh but yeah it, it's a it's a non qualified plan where you can pick and choose who is participating and who isn't.
1: So let's give them some a little bit of details around how the plan generally works so that we can explain, like a lot of people might think, okay, that sounds like maybe a bonus, right? And to some degree, it, it is a bonus, but it's a bonus that isn't like a one-time, like a bonus is, hey, you did a great job this year, here's $5,000, okay? What's Please. stopping them from taking the $5,000 saying thank you and bye? <laughs> yeah, and so, in- so let's, let's go into the, how this keeps, retains
2: that talent. Oh, and one of the names is actually a restricted executive bonus. Like that's one of the names of the plans that that can be used for this type of a structure. So what we're talking about is we're talking about uh, the expectation of an ongoing bonus paid by the employer to the employees based on some type of performance. It, it could be, hey, you're still here. It could be, hey, you did a certain production level or something of that nature. Depending upon the plan, and there's there are dozens of different ways to set these things up, and each one comes with its own set of nuances, the employee may or may not be able to contribute. The, um, the employer may or may not want them to contribute. There's a, a whole bunch of different potential levers that get pulled in terms of of whether it's 100% employer funded or whether it's partially employee funded. But the basic concept is you've got usually a set dollar amount that's going into the plan. Uh, maybe there's some amount of variation, but you typically don't want a ton of variation of the dollars that are going into the plan. And then typically you set a uh, a surrender schedule or a vesting schedule with it. Now what that means is that uh, every time you give a bonus, it might have a three-year or a five-year uh, vesting period with it. That could be cliff vesting, meaning uh, for the first three years or for the first five years or whatever the time period is, it, no dollars are vested. And then once you reach that threshold, 100% of the dollars from that from that bonus are vested. Or it could vest over time and uh, be like a stair step, 20% after year one, 40% after year two, 30% after year three, et cetera. Um, it, those are just examples. It doesn't have to, they, because it's not under an ERISA plan, like whatever you want to set, you can set. And so some people instantly go, oh, okay, cool, 30-year uh, cliff vesting. And, and you, you have to think about it from the standpoint of the employee. Like No employee is going to like look at that and go, awesome. They're going to look at it and go, cool, you've given me a benefit I'm never going to receive.
1: Yeah, what's hitting me in terms of explaining how this works is um, I, I love cookies. And if you have a cookie jar in, the, in this instance, you might give me a cookie a quarter or a year and then explain to me that there's still the cookie jar that I can get after. And then maybe the next year I get two cookies, right? So I can't get the whole cookie jar in one instance. I get a piece of the cookie jar and I get more and more of it as time goes on. That keeps me motivated because I love cookies. So I'm going to keep coming back for it.
2: Yes, that's a, uh, that's a, that's uh... a, it's a good analogy there, Ryan. The, uh, I've got
1: the cookie monster on my shoulder right now telling me that C stands for cookies.
2: You are wearing blue today. I do love cookies. Um, the the nice thing about the structure of this plan is that if we set a vesting schedule with each annual deposit, what it means is that that key employee is never going to be without an incentive to stay. They're always going to have some amount of cookies that they're leaving behind. And yeah, I mean, it,
1: it, it has them, you know, imagine if the vesting schedule is, you know, four or five years or what have you. And so the person's thinking about, well, maybe I should leave this year. But they're like, wait a minute. Uh, if I leave, I'm going to leave X amount on the table. Okay. I'm going to stay. And then as you, as the owner, you get to then recoup that money that you set aside. You didn't lose it. Right. Which is why it's a win-win for both sides. As the owner, you get the money back and you can reinvest it in the practice. As the employee, I'm constantly seeing this carrot or cookie in my words, always being dangled in front of me.
2: Yeah, exactly. And it, it might be that, you know, after, you know, 20 years of service or an agreed upon retirement date or something of that nature, um, that the, the rest of the surrender or the vesting schedule is waived. So the person can ride off into the sunset without, without losing some of the bonus from the last couple of years. Like, like all those things can, can be, you know, changed, modified, negotiated down the road. Um, you know, you can also set it up with that uh, intent in mind. So there's, there's a lot of flexibility with these types of structures. Um, it really just depends on, on which specific plan you set up and what you're trying to accomplish with it. Um, there's, there's ways for the employer to, uh, uh, depending upon the, the plan that they pick, uh, there's ways to set it up so that, like, okay, got it. We've put five grand a year for 20 years into this plan for our, our key people you know, maybe we're able to recoup the hundred grand that we originally put into it. And now that there's uh, $250,000 in the plan, the employee gets right off into the sunset with the 150. So there's, there's ways to go ahead and structure it and set it up so that these things can, so you as the business owner can essentially recoup any of the dollars that you put into it.
1: Yeah. And, You know, don't get us wrong. We understand that money is not the driving factor for for NDs, right? So we get that. But we also understand that you want to build your practice and money is important to build that practice because that is what allows you to help your patients. And that top ND or top employee is, I'm sure, of that same mindset. So it's not just this plan will be the end all be all. But it's this plan in coordination with the rest of the benefits and, and the rest of the practice, all of it comes together. That's what helps keep
2: the, the, the top talent. Yeah, exactly. The, the, other, the other component to that is that, okay, let's say that they choose to walk away. And so we've got, you know, 25 grand that comes back to, to the practice. Okay, well that it just made it a whole heck of a lot easier to find the next person for that role. We ever gonna replace that that key employee, the person who's driving profit? No. We're we're never gonna replace that person. But can we replace their role within the organization? Sure. So
1: this is just one way of helping retain the talent. And as we're talking with a lot of you. You know, th- this is on your mind. Either you're you're trying to find that top talent, which just can be an attraction piece, right? So it's not only attracting some top talent, but also keeping the top talent. This is just one area of that. And through our through our findings, this isn't commonly spoken about. So we thought we'd bring this to your attention. And if questions are bubbling up, or other topics are bubbling up that in re- in regards to retention or attraction of key employees. Please make sure to visit us at holistic-finance.com. At the bottom there, there's a way for you to reach out to us and engage with us uh, via email there. And Mr. Collins, we always have a question of the day, which is a great way for them to engage with us. What is the question of the day?
2: Question of the day is, what is it that you're doing currently to attract and retain your key people? So
1: visit our site there, engage with us, and we hope this episode has been valuable for you. And as always, Alex,
2: make it a great day.
0: This podcast is for informational purposes only, and it's not to be construed as tax, legal or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 333 North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont, California 91711. 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, Membra, Memra, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian. Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. 2020-105544. Expiration July 2022.